I was never used to being happy, so that wasn't something I ever took for granted. You see, I was brought up differently from the average American child because the average child is brought up expecting to be happy. Marilyn Monroe, 1954. Welcome back to Paranoid Disposition. We've missed you. Uh, we've kind of been gone a I while. I know. It's been so long. I got sick. I Alex got, got sick. sick. I Man. lost my voice. It was totally awesome. Almost got pneumonia. Yay. Life's fun. Yeah, I was up all night vomiting. <laughs> but we're back to normal. Yeah, we're back to normal. <laughs> Whatever that is. Is that even a thing? So we're it's all dis- relative. Uh, true. So we're discussing a super cheery topic today, as you can tell from my quote. Oh, I just remember what I cried about. What'd you cry about? I watched the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, the new one, and I started <laughs> you crying. Didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> it just made me Alex, so happy. <laughs> Alex wanted to tell me about something that he made him cry before we started recording, and he couldn't remember, and I told him that it didn't matter, and we should just record, but... He obviously really needed to tell me about this. Just, <laughs> it just seems super important, and I just now finally oh remembered. Oh, my gosh. Okay, anyway. Anyways. We're talking about a cheery topic that I might yeah. cry during. Yeah, well. Because it's evident be that I'm a little coaster. bitch. No, you're just... I'm um, a manly bitch. No, you're just emotions. a human that has emotions, which is perfectly normal. So today we're discussing Marilyn Monroe... And her tragic and controversial death. Because some people disagree with what, what circumstances mm-hmm. led to her death. And there are many conspiracy theories surrounding many. this. Yes. Which, for the most part, one of them, some of them aren't as dumb as the others. Yeah. I'm curious to see what you consider dumb. Because I have my opinion. We have not discussed where, like, I have where I started, but where I ended was different. I ended at a different place. She grew as a human. I did grow. I definitely grew. Okay, so just some basics. Meryl Monroe was born on June 1st, which, oh, it's just a month away from my birthday. That's exactly. I right. know. The year was 1926. In Los Angeles, California. She was born Norma Jean Baker. At age seven, her mother was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic. Which actually could have been bipolar, uh, manic depressive disorder. Because back then, they, they was, like, it, it, you could easily confuse the two. Yes, that's true. Which, that actually will come into play. So, once her mother was diagnosed, and I think she was institutionalized, so yeah on and off norma so norma jean went to an orphanage and then foster homes her father was never identified i don't know if her mom knew and just never told her well supposedly she had a photo on the wall and it was like oh this is your father yeah did she have a name um because i didn't hear that it was it he looked like clark gable Oh, I think I've heard that fable before. Clark Gable, what a fable. I'm adorable. Okay. So, at 16, her foster parents, she, she like finally settled into like a foster home, mm-hmm. but her foster parents wanted to leave California. So, like any girl in the 40s, 
she got married. Went and got hitched. At yeah, age she went 16. and got hitched because she didn't want to leave California. So we're just glossing over the whole molestation thing. Go into it. Oh, um, the or her family that moved away to actually West Virginia. Um, oh, honey. Uh, the father actually wouldn't molest her. I've heard. I've definitely heard rumors about her having like childhood trauma. But there's tons of contradictions about her childhood too, because she actually lied about a lot of stuff hmm. and didn't like really come clean about what was going on. Basically, just like changing stories. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe she was, you know, scared to tell the full truth. But I don't really want to go into the molestation because I just—it's it's, too dark. Yeah. Well, this is just, pretty dark, but okay. <laughs> I just I just thought it would help paint a picture of who she was. Yes, she had a very rough childhood. Oh, Let's say that. Rough, very yeah. rough. So on June four June nineteenth, nineteen forty two, Norma married James Doherty. Doughty? Doughty. Doughty. And then in nineteen forty three, only a year later, James joined the Marines. And Norma worked at the radio plane company, but was soon discovered by photographers. And she enrolled in a three-month modeling course. And in 1946, she divorced Dougherty and moved to Hollywood to pursue acting. And actually, her she it wasn't even a happy marriage either. She was actually pretty bored by the whole thing. Yeah, it really seemed like just something convenience, basically. But her husband didn't want her to model either. Ugh, so that's they good, never do. And that's why you should leave your man if he won't let you, let you model. Yeah, I'm so tired. Or do anything you want. You can do whatever you want. You are a free <laughs> do person. Do you, bro. Do you. Do you. <laughs> Self-love, motherfucker. <laughs> so... So she divorced Dowdy, who was holding her back, and she moved to Hollywood to pursue acting. On August 26, 1946, she signed a contract with 20th Century Fox and officially became Marilyn Monroe. During that year-long contract, she did not appear in any films and was dropped. She lost her contract. She had gotten some minor roles, and then she got a seven-year contract with Fox. Yeah, 20th Century. And appeared in four films. In 1952, Fox did a big publicity campaign and her career really took off, finally. But it also kind of sucked because she started getting all these good gigs, but she was still being paid way less than she should be because of her contract. Yeah. So they kind of fucked her over with that. And she did six more films and was labeled the most promising actress and was earning top dollar at 20th Century Fox. She even got a most popular female star prize from a photo play. Mm-hmm. So then on January 14th of 1954, you know what's coming. Monroe married uh. Yankee baseball player Joe DiMaggio. He was a winner. And I say that with so much sarcasm. And they got so much media attention from it as well. They did. It was, it, yeah, they, they had like a press, they had like press conference after their wedding. It was crazy. There was a lot of press around it. And, but it didn't last. <laughs> Just imagine if it was now though. Oh, it'd be so much worse. But like that was a, the amount of attention I got then was a huge yeah, deal. Like unheard of really. Yeah. 
And they actually got divorced on October 27th of the same year. It's said to have been a lot of the pressure of Monroe as a sex symbol. Mm -hmm. And basically he seemed really... um, basically like not secure like he didn't like all the media attention he didn't like how many people wanted his wife he was really possessive and controlling and wasn't he abusive as well physically abusive yes which is strange because they remained close friends until she died that's true it's so weird like he was controlling and abusive but i mean some people honestly just work better as friends they're yeah, but, like, staying friends with, with an abuser like is weird. I find that strange. Well, also, I guess with her, like, her psyche and the trauma from it, she probably... How am I trying to... Oh, basically, like, wasn't looking out for herself and maybe... Well, I mean, she's often been described as, like, needy. Like, mm-hmm. she needed love. She needed attention. And so many people in her life did treat her terribly that she didn't really have, like, she wasn't able to say, you're mistreating me. Exactly. Like, she just needed someone just to care. And, love. and he cared. Yeah. So, yeah, it's sad. So they done got divorced. Yeah. They <laughs> sure did, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so, in June of 1955, Seven Year Itch was released. And this is the movie where the iconic Marilyn over the subway grate in a white oh, dress. No, we got to backtrack a little bit. She got married again. Before then? Yeah. How did Because I... that what? led to another divorce. I thought this... Okay, what? Tell me. What are you talking about? Yeah, um, it was released in June of 1955. Five? Yeah. Um, oh, wait, no, okay. You're talking that, about Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, that's... Jesus, yeah, I knew, I knew that I wasn't wrong. Because that upset him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because because the, yeah. that, that whole entire thing upset him, and that's really what pushed the divorce. Okay, just kidding. Yeah. But she does get married again, guys. She does. She definitely <laughs> does. No, yeah, I know that, like, when she was filming that scene, like, a crowd appeared to, like, watch her, and yeah. he was super uncomfortable. He hated that all these people, like, watching his wife, like, have her skirt blow up. And, yeah, it was just a mess. Bro, just be happy that's all yours. <laughs> Ew. She doesn't, he doesn't own her. I just hate that. Sorry. I mean, technically, with the way marriage is designed, the man does own her. Yeah, I know. It's gross. Thanks, Bible. Patriarchy. <laughs> I was going to go that far. I was just going uh, to blame God, uh, who could be no. a woman. God doesn't exist. The patriarchy does. Ooh, that should have been a bumper sticker. Shit. <laughs> so, you better go make some put them on Etsy. I should. Then okay. we'll open our own store. Trademark. Okay, so the image of Marilyn over the subway gate will go on great will go on to be immortalized for generations. Like, you still like, see... Yeah. Even if you don't know who she is, like, you no, know you that know picture. That image. Yeah. Like, yeah, and especially even if you've never seen Seven Year Itch, you know that image. Like, I've never actually seen Seven Year Itch. I've seen gentlemen prefer blondes, like, a ton of times. That's weird I since you're a ginger. I know. I actually have, I have a 1920s version of that book over there that was my grandmother's. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I put it in a glass case. Uh, no, I actually carried it around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> do you do it for like aesthetic purposes like sit on a park bench and read it well 
mean, I looked all cool, dressed, but all I dressed also... up like you're from the twenties. I could, I could see you doing that. Well, actually, yes, <laughs> but no, I think I was probably more in my like forties, fifties phase then. And I actually did read it, so I did enjoy reading it. But yes, I also, it also looked cool. Anyways, so following this film, she broke her contract with Fox and moved to New York City to pursue more serious roles. Basically, she was tired of being cast as the dumb blonde and just a sex symbol. She wanted to be taken more seriously. She wanted to really be looked at as like an actress and not just someone who's beautiful. So she went and studied at the Actors Studio, which is a very serious acting school in New York where really where method acting really became a big deal. Like, that's really... It didn't originate there, but that's where it became big, especially in the U.S. And in 1955, she formed Marilyn Monroe Productions, which was her own production studio. And she did this so she could have more control of her roles and the movies that she was involved in. She then renegotiated with 20th Century Fox and made the film Bus Stop, which was a more serious role for her. And after that, she made... This was in 56. And then she made The Prince and the Showgirl in 1957, which was produced by her company. Those were the two films, Bus Stop and The Prince and the Showgirl, were by Marilyn Monroe Productions. And while Marilyn was working on Bus Stop, she began dating Arthur Miller. Which actually, they started seeing each other when she was still married to uh, DiMaggio. Interesting. Mm. Well, I don't feel bad for DiMaggio. He was an abuser, <laughs> so I don't care. But yeah, after their divorce finalized, Miller separated from his wife. Yes, I did know that there was definite overlap with him. Yes. So they got married on... June 29th of 1956 and she is said to have almost backed out right before really that's weird because she converted to Judaism afterwards as well I know so that's yeah she was like some big stuff she was scared and they had like a civil ceremony where they got legally married and then they had a Jewish ceremony with friends and family a few days later and then Egypt banned all of her movies after that Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Because she converted? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, and then a few days later, the couple flew to London for Marilyn to begin filming The Prince and the Showgirl. And then Mr. Uh, Miller, he uh, wrote a movie and wrote her into it. He did. And But a thing that really, like, planted the seeds of issues with their marriage i mean obviously even from when they were first getting married she was worried she had like was rethinking it shortly after they got married i think when they were in london she found notebooks of miller's in which he expressed regret over the marriage what and feared she would stifle his creativity which is dark. Like, you but, just married someone. Yeah, and then you wrote this role, which was based off her life as well, which pissed her off. Yeah, I know. I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah, and so she's, have you ever kind of seen amused. that movie, um, shit? It has Michelle Williams playing Marilyn Monroe, oh, and it's uh, like My Day my, with Mar- yeah. Marilyn. I, I never saw it, but I know exactly what you're talking okay, about. in that movie, 
is they're working on, I think, The Prince and the Showgirl. And in that movie, she finds the notebooks of Miller's and gets really depressed. And then that's why she starts having an affair with this guy on the... I mean, I don't know. In the movie, it wasn't a lot of, like, sleep. It was more of, like, an emotional affair. But still, like, that's why she started, like, straying is because she found those notebooks. I mean, she did have an affair during this marriage as well, right? Was it with Frank Sinatra or was that later? Oh, I don't remember. Because I know that she did have a fling with him for a bit. Yeah. And so another thing is Marilyn is said to have at least three miscarriages during her marriage to Arthur Miller. So they were trying to get pregnant and she she kept losing the baby, which I'll go into a little yeah, bit more in a minute. Yeah. yeah. So, but before we get there, so in 1950. 1950- 1959, she appeared in the iconic role of Some Like It Hot. And in 1961, she appeared in The Misfits, which Arthur Miller wrote the screenplay for. Mm -hmm. Her and Miller divorced on, in January 1961. In Mexico. They got divorced in Mexico. Yeah, so if you're going to get... Oh, yeah, isn't it, can't you, like, go to Mexico for, like, a quickie divorce? Yeah, that could, used to be a thing. Yeah, because it was a quick divorce, yeah. Yeah, I so don't that, know if that's a thing anymore. So that's what they did? Yeah. Now you just have a quick wedding in Vegas, which is close to Mexico. But it's not the same as a divorce. I mean, you're divorcing your freedom. <laughs> you're so cheery. <laughs> so later that year, speaking of cheery, she was hospitalized for psychiatric care, like, shortly, like, after the divorce. Mm-hmm. And when she tried to return to work... Because she took six months off because she had all these health problems during this yeah. time. When she re- tried to return to working, her erratic behavior got her fired. And just to sum up the overview of her life, on August 5th, 1962, she was found dead. She was 36. Whoa, you just jumped over bunch of stuff i feel like we just jumped straight to the death now well we are going by how i have my notes written so because <laughs> also we can like go back and go through okay, let's let's just take a, a, t- a few tiny baby steps back go for it just a few well um during the six months of her just being preoccupied with her health um this is when she rekindled her friendship with her ex-husband joe Di- Di- dimaggio joe dimaggio yeah and uh also Oh, this is also when she was dating Frank Sinatra. She didn't have an affair. Okay. It was right after Miller. Um, and this is when I assume you're going to get to what yes. you're going to talk. Oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> See? This is why we backtrack. Yes. Well, okay. It's fine. So, Wait, what's... Is there more? No. Oh. Okay. So... I talked about how Marilyn had had three miscarriages, and she also, we know that her mother had mental health issues. So, the reason for her miscarriages was Marilyn Monroe had endometriosis, which I have endometriosis, so I could tell you about it. Um, basically, it can cause debilitating pain, it can cause you to have miscarriages, it can cause you to be infertile and just not be able to have children. It can cause a lot of issues, and it's regularly missed. Um, one in ten women have endometriosis. So when I first heard Marilyn had endometriosis, I wasn't shocked. And I was 
it, everything kind of clicked into place because you always hear about how Marilyn took a ton of pills, how she had all these issues. And for me, when I heard she had endo, I was like, of course, like, it's not that she was just like, quote unquote, crazy. It's that she had physical and emotional pain from this awful disease. So we know that that can explain, I mean, I always hear about how she took a, all these pain pills she was probably actually in pain. Yeah. Like, she had physical pain. It wasn't just that she was a drug addict. And, of course, you could have physical pain and be a drug addict. And the thing is, too, like, today, like, most people don't really understand it still. Yeah, but especially, still so. But especially back then. Oh, yeah. They would just call it, like, ang- like women's angry uterus disease. Mm-hmm. Like, there was all this bullshit. And basically, there was this idea that Women should be used to having to being in pain because of childbearing. Basically, like if you give birth to a child, you should be able to put up with monthly pain. It's all because Eve ate that apple. Yeah, good my Lord. God. But the thing about endometriosis is like there's normal cramping from being on your period, and then there's endometriosis, and it also varies from like woman to like oh, woman totally. to woman as well. Totally, some women only have pain during their period when they're menstruating some women have pain all the time like me and it's not the same at all as normal cramping so the idea that women should be able to put up with it because all women have pain when they're menstruating is ridiculous because basically women who have had childbirth and have endo say endo's worse or at the same level like with the amount of pain so that's my little rant about endo can I also note what? that this is coming out during Endometriosis Awareness Month? That's true. I did it not put that is. together until right now. Yes, it's so, March. So everybody, actually look into endometriosis. There needs to be more awareness. Yeah, totally. Google it, look it up, learn about it. Because as I said, one in ten women have endo, and chances are you know somebody who has endo. And people, more people are talking about it now. Yes. Compared to... Especially back in the 50s. Oh, totally. Yeah, the awareness level is just rising. And on March 25th will be the Endo March in D.C. and also all yeah. around the world. I know they have them in San Francisco. I know... I, Wasn't there one London major, last year? Oh, yeah, London, Paris. Tons of major cities have them. So get out, get involved, learn. It's good. So... Another thing is she had the like physical health issues, and then she had her mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Which she had, she was actually really afraid that she'd inherit them from her mother. Yeah, I know that was like a big fear of hers. So as we said, her mother was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic, but it's possible that she had what borderline personality disorder? Uh, a, or, man, a manic depressive or bipolar. Yeah, and which her, everybody needs to stop throwing around bipolar. Like the weather's so bipolar. That's a good point. Which is why I mainly refer to it as manic depressive because people are assholes and make things lose their meaning. But wait, manic depressive and bipolar are they the same thing? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even. Uh, know that. Manic depressive was the original term for it, but they it, it seemed too extreme, so they changed it to bipolar, and now everybody's like, "Oh, you're so bipolar." Huh. It's it was sunny earlier, now it's raining. The weather's so bipolar. <laughs> So basically, be aware of your words, because words hurt. Because this really pisses me off. Yeah. So, her maternal grandmother committed suicide. 
Her mother probably was manic-depressive. Um, and we know that Marilyn dealt with depression. And through my research, I mean, obviously this is all like people who didn't know her diagnosing her, but people generally think that she had borderline personality disorder. And Arthur Miller did say that he had found her passed out from overdoses twice. So, like, he's he had taken her for overdoses to the hospital. So she, we know that she has had suicide attempts. Um, did you see the pictures of Arthur Miller and Marilyn going to the hospital after her, or no, there are pictures of her, of them leaving the hospital after her miscarriage, and they will break your fucking heart, because the paparazzi are there, and I think back then there was more of, like, now celebrities aren't worried about looking upset, I mean, Mm -hmm. they'll try and look pleasant, but I think there was more of like, oh, your picture's being taken, smile. There's yeah. more of that because the... And now it's just like, click, 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 now, click, yeah, click, exactly. click, 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 click. Yeah, exactly. It's different. Flash, flash, so, flash. So there are these pictures of them leaving the hospital and she's she's smiling. Like, they're she's laying in the back of a car with like a blanket over her and he's right behind her. But she's like trying to pose and like she just lost her baby. It's just really yeah, sad. This... Isn't that depressing? Alex is looking at the picture now. I... I know. It's sad. Why do we do sad subjects? <laughs> I know, though. That I get kind of upset during when we record. <laughs> I'll tap dance for you afterwards. Will that help? I'm a big ball of emotion. Aww. So, do you want to... I was just going to talk about some of the famous men she's been linked to. Yeah, next. go for it. Okay. So, the big thing with this conspiracy is everyone says the oh, Kennedys. Oh, we're talking about, oh. Yes, we're talking about the Kennedys right now. But, through my research, I have a lot of issues with all these rumors. Basically, the rumor is that she was linked to JFK and Bobby Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, if Bobby hadn't been murdered, he would have saved the fucking world. Okay, Sorry. Wait, all the Kennedys are dead now, right? Like, the well, lineage, like there's probably like a no, few left, but like the main, the main Con- ones were. Taylor Swift dated Connor Kennedy, I think. It was oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, you mean like, like, like like all the main of that people. generation. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I, they all well, like most of them died on well, Bobby under Kennedy's. Bo- no, not all of them. Bobby Kennedy's wife is still alive because Taylor. <laughs> Taylor Swift hung out with her, and because it was the guy she was dating's grandmother, she hung out with her and like wrote a song about her and Bobby Kennedy. It's called Starlight. It's disgustingly adorable. I'm gonna start singing if you're not careful. Okay, so there is proof that Marilyn slept with JFK once on March 24th. 1962, while they were both guests at Bing Crosby's house. But Marilyn's biographer said that she, she said she said to her biographer that it was one night and meaningless. And that was it. Like, they just slept together once. It wasn't that big of a deal. It was just a one-night stand. So all of these stories about her 
<laughs> it looks like he's getting ready for me to preach. All of these stories about how she was so obsessed with the Kennedys and how she just like couldn't let it go are just unfounded and sexist. What? All right. So before I came, I went to the store and in the newsstand, something caught my eye. That was perfect for what we're talking about today. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, come here. Okay, no, no, okay. Okay, okay, I should explain this, sorry. Okay, he just handed me a National Enquirer, JFK and Marilyn's unborn baby, never before seen photos, the secret abortion, how Jackie never knew. Okay. I have and it's s- only two pages, okay, too. And I saw these pictures. Okay, there were newly released pictures of Marilyn Monroe with a baby bump. And these were pictures that were never released before. But they were not, it was not JFK's baby. I forget the guy's name, but I saw the guy's name who was the father. And she had a miscarriage. In the Inquirer's never before seen photos, Marilyn's growing baby bump is obvious. The pictures were snapped on July 8th, 1960, while the buxom beauty was in New York City for hair and makeup tests for the upcoming movie, The Misfits. No, because... Which, that's when she, she was with Miller. Yeah, she didn't have an... Oh, but it, well, I don't think Miller was the father. Mm. I, don't, I don't remember the guy's name, but it wasn't someone... I, it was just some guy... Okay, but no, she didn't have her one-night stand with JFK until 1962. It's both her husbands. What? It's uh, Joe DiMiggio and... Joe DiMaggio. What? You said DiMaggio. And don't whisper. And Arthur Miller. So? I don't know. I just thought it was funny. He's just showing me a black and white. But they're not. These are two separate pictures. That's Joe DiMaggio. That's Arthur Miller. Two other pictures. Whatever. He doesn't like that I know more than him. That's it, though. And you can also tell that Trump endorses this because proof Obama sabotaging Prez Trump. Uh, Obama is hella busy hanging out with Richard Branson and jet skiing. And did you see the video? Of- okay, we're getting sidetracked. And this is why I hate the fucking National Enquirer. I know. But that was too perfect that I had to pick it up. Thank you. It was very appropriate. <laughs> it was very, like, on cue. So, anyways. So, they had a one-night stand. She wasn't obsessed with him. She was not some crazy woman who was obsessed with someone else's husband. I'm obsessed with JFK. Well, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly there was something wrong with Marilyn. Oh, for not being obsessed? No. It's just like this whole thing stems from like the typical like crazy other woman mm-hmm. trope and i really hate it because marilyn had med- a medical condition which is why she was on a bunch of pills and was an insomniac and she had mental health issues and that doesn't mean she's quote unquote crazy it just means that she's a human that has chemical defects exactly. in her brain and it just makes me really angry so which is why we need to raise awareness. Exactly. For all of this. Exactly. So there was also, there were reports that following Marilyn's performance at JFK's birthday, because she did. I mean, mm-hmm. she performed there. Happy birthday, and this was, Mr. President. Don't do that. This was following the one night stand. That she had called him several times. That she was like, call, like I always heard this rumor that she like was calling the White House frantically because mm-hmm. he he like... The story is, is she performed, they were having an affair, 
She performed at his birthday. Which Jackie, Jackie wouldn't even show up for. And Jackie got pissed. Yeah. And then... And Jackie gave him an ultimatum. Basically, you have to stop seeing Marilyn because this is embarrassing. And Marilyn was calling the White House frantically and how, like, he had ordered his Secret Service to, like, not let her in and, like, not give him the calls. But there's no proof of that. Yeah. There is proof that they had a one-night stand and that's it. And there's no proof that she was sleeping with Bobby. People just think, like, oh, she's a sex symbol, so obviously... She's just sleeping with everybody. Yeah. Because that's what all good-looking people do. No, it's actually ugly ones because they have low self-esteem and... No, because there's (laughs) nothing wrong with sleeping around, dude. I mean, there's something wrong with, like, what? You don't understand sarcasm, do you? You're the one who responded to a Snapchat of mine not getting that with sarcasm. Because you've got to put the... The, the, no, the, the, no. If you don't get that, the it's not sarcasm. And S. If you don't get that, it's not. I don't need to do that. No, you should just know. Because everything that comes okay. out of your mouth is sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. everything that's... I say is either sarcasm or a lie, and that's a my favorite murder quote that I really relate to. Okay. Do you are you ready to talk about her death? Um. Actually, I feel like this is gonna be the perfect segue for the Red Diary. Oh, okay. Go for it. Oh, it's just uh, she was supposedly keeping notes. Of top secret things that she heard from the Kennedys. There is like, there is this mythical story of a mythical red diary. Which is located in Atlantis. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) That Marilyn had that she would write down all her quote unquote pillow talk, which boiled down to intense information about communists. Because that's what you talk about after sex. Oh, totes. So, yeah, the story is basically he was feeding her top secret information, and she was writing it down in this Red Diary. There is zero proof that this Red Diary ever existed. Unless the mafia took it. It did not exist. I do not believe this story. (laughs) All right, so her death. Yes. So, on August 5th of 1962, in Brentwood, California, which Brentwood, that's where O.J. killed uh, Nicole Brunson. At 420... OJ didn't do it. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> That's racist now. He did do it. No, it's not. Again, sarcasm. Again, I know. <laughs> so... You just reply so perfectly, though. <laughs> so at 425 a.m., the police were called. Marilyn Monroe was found by her ho- housekeeper, Eunice Murray who called Monroe's psychiatrist, Ralph Greenson, he then called the police. But he also told her beforehand to keep an extra, like, a extra eye on Marilyn. Because I guess he thought something was up. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't know that. So, the coroner ruled that it was an overdose by barbiturates. Her body was found face down, surrounded by sleeping pill bottles. The coroner cited her previous overdose history as... Indicating that it was likely a purposeful suicide. But they also didn't find any pills in her system either. They found the barbiturates in her liver. No. Okay. I watched a lot of videos about this where they did tests. Because the the conspiracy theory idea is that there should have been a dye on her stomach lining from the pills that she took. Because they were like, I think they were yellow and blue, the pills mm-hmm. that she took. 
So that's what a lot of conspiracy theorists say is, oh, they didn't find it in her stomach. When you take a pill, it goes, it it dissolves, basically. Really? Shut up. And as you absorb it, it affects you. You know, it gets into your bloodstream, all that jazz. But what conspiracy theorists are arguing is basically that it wouldn't have dissolved completely and that there would be evidence of it in her stomach lining. That is not true. I watched all these videos with chemists doing tests, judging like how long it takes for it to completely dissolve mm-hmm. into your bloodstream, and it it just dissolved. Like, they found the effects of the drugs, but the conspiracy theorists are saying that she got a fucking enema. Yeah, I heard that. I was like, why? What? Why? Or that she was like injected. Like, why would they even just put it in her drink? Why would you stick it up? I know. Yeah, that was the argument, is that because there wasn't evidence of pills in her stomach, that it was an enema or an injection. I do not believe that. I watched enough, like, tests, basically, where they would, like, you know, they'd use, like, recreate a stomach with, like, a glass jar and, like, like, whatever, like, acids would be in there to dissolve it and stuff. And, no, it's perfectly reasonable that they would have dissolved and gone into her system. So, the first officer on the scene, Jack Clemens, is definitely to blame for all of these conspiracy theories surrounding her death. I hate this guy. So, Clemens told many stories about that night that he claims are proof of a conspiracy. Like, he said... That the housekeeper was doing laundry when he arrived. But there is no mention of this in the police notes. And the floor plan for the house, which she had recently bought, there's no washer or dryer. She's doing it by hand. No, he, he said like they were like she was like throwing sheets in a dry like in a washing machine. Uh, well, no, so basically be a washing bucket. He was don't do that ever again. <laughs> So this guy was like, he's been going around ever since this happened, telling these stories and fueling these conspiracy theories. It's bullshit. Like, I honestly think these conspiracy theories would not exist if it weren't for this guy. And you want to hear about this guy? Clemens was forced to resign from the LAPD in 1965 due to him slandering a senator and two other men because they supported the Civil Rights Act of 1964. (gasps) Are you mocking me? That's pretty (laughs) offensive that he's going after people for supporting the Civil Rights Act. Okay, and the slander he was circulating, you want to know what that was? It was a rumor about the guys being gay. So he was, like, like spewing, like, homophobic nonsense. Fuck that guy. Exactly. So Clemens also helped Frank Kappel by feeding him information about Marilyn Monroe's death that Kappel used to make and sell a book called The Curious Death of Marilyn Monroe. And basically... Clemens made up these stories that made the death look suspicious. And the death is not suspicious without his stories. Mm -hmm. Like, he continued, even after he was forced to resign, he continued to do interviews. And, like, definitely as recent as, like, the 90s, you can see him on, like, talk shows. And he's, like, 
claiming to have this information about Marilyn Monroe's death, and he also said that he was forced that he was like kicked off the squad for spreading these conspiracy theories. It's like, no, you're just like homophobic and racist. So he's to blame, basically. And the final the final line of my notes say he was a homophobic racist ass who profited off of Marilyn's death. Which I stand by. But wasn't there one more theory in the notes to who killed her? Oh, well, the mafia. The mafia. Okay. I didn't really... Okay. So, yeah. Talk about the conspiracies. Because I just kind of talked about what started conspiracies in general. Well, supposedly she was murdered by Jimmy Hoffa and mob boss Sam uh, Giancana? Gian... Fuck. Giancana? Giancana? Let me see it. Giancana? Uh, Sam Giancana. Sure. We'll, we'll just go with that. Um, supposedly her body was was extensively bruised and it was emitted from the autopsy report. But supposedly they went after her because of her red diary. Mm-hmm. It all comes back to the red diary. But that's really the only time. Who, to- who said that her body was extensively bruised? I betcha it was Jack Clemens. I betcha. Because he was the only, like, police officer on the scene Wait, who's uh, who, been spreading this nonsense. Um, said it was um, statements by Lionel Grandison. Grandison? Was he a police officer? Uh, it's actually from a book. Um, which is Marilyn Monroe, Murder Cover-Up. Okay, so... Which was published in 1980. So he's just yeah. a writer making money. Yeah. So he, he's an actually reliable source. Which is... <laughs> Okay, the, it's dumb. the thing about this is, when I came into this, I thought, yes, I believe this conspiracy. I think she was murdered. After looking at all of this, I do not. I think she committed suicide. I think that Jack Clemens started all these conspiracy theories, and he profited off of it. Because there's no reliable evidence. Okay, like, why would she be killed? The, she knew too much. She knew too much. She was having an affair with JFK. That did not turn out to be true. She, yes, she had an affair. She had one night where she slept with him. But there's no evidence that she had this long-running affair that she, she got all this that secret information. That yeah, like, none of this is reliable. And, you know, the mafia thing, that also stems from that she had this red diary that they wanted the information. But where is it? It's nowhere because it doesn't exist. And another theory was that Arthur Miller was a communist. I read about that part. Yeah. Because uh, uh, she didn't get some jobs because of that, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, back then there was such this atmosphere of communism being, like, you don't tell people you're a communist. Like, Better Red Than Dead was started, you know. So I should probably keep that to myself. (laughs) So, I don't see any evidence that this wasn't just a suicide. She had mental health problems. She had physical problems. There's a strong correlation between endometriosis and chronic pain and suicide. Like, that is that is documented. And obviously, she had mental health problems. She'd, she, she had attempted suicide before. She had prior overdoses. She had miscarriages. All of those things add up to suicide. Do you want to know what I think? What do you think? I think it's, it was an accidental suicide. I think it was accidental. Because there was no note, and she probably just took 
more pills than she should have. And... I would buy. I would buy accidental suicide. Yeah, I mean that's that's an acceptable. But her being murdered, no, no, especially not from not. the fucking mafia. No, <laughs> that's the dumbest. I, I know. <laughs> For me, finding out about Jack Clemens was like the turning point. Finding out that you couldn't trust what he was saying mm-hmm. and that he was just profiting off of this—that was really. A turning point. I mean, I wonder how much he got from the books. I mean, like he had to get a cut. Well, and also he's doing TV interviews. You definitely, you definitely got paid for those, and that he could just keep doing. I mean, yeah, because people are so fascinated by Marilyn. I think like another part of it is it's like with Kurt Cobain. People don't want to accept that their heroes committed suicide. It was Courtney Love. Okay, that's a separate episode. We can talk about that another time. But people don't want to accept that their idols would do something like this. I really think that's what it is. Well, the thing is, you should never really know your idols. You should just keep them at an arm's length. Yeah. You'll just be disappointed. So never meet us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alex, it's going to be okay. Yeah, so Marilyn was awesome. She sh- struggled a lot. She... I mean, she overcame a lot. Like, think about Mm -hmm. her childhood. Oh, yeah. She had health problems. She had mental health problems. She had a strew of douchebags like Joe DiMaggio. I mean, it's just... I mean, if anything, what this proves is if you want to do something, go out and just reach for the stars. Because you never know. Is that what this proves? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it does. I don't know. That was just very like <laughs> inspiring. It took me off guard. <laughs> if Marilyn can do it, you can do it. Hell yeah. Okay, do you want to add anything else? Uh, I don't I don't have anything. No. Why am I missing something? Is there, is there uh No, I just wanted to ask you if you have anything else like, you want to Are there to... hidden notes somewhere? No. All right. Well, We've missed you. We're so happy to be back. We'll and we're so sorry that you had to go so, so long without listening to our sultry voices. We missed you. If you want to follow us. Especially you. <laughs> if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're Paranoid Disposition. Same with Facebook. On Twitter, we're Paranoid Dispo. I'm Chronically Enchanted. I'm Hi, Alex Smith, if you can find me. Oh, ho, 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 ho. I've kind of gone off the grid, oh, but not man. really, because I still have some social Okay. They don't care. They don't care. Stop mumbling. And if you want to call in and leave a suggestion, if you have anything you want us to talk about or anything like that, you can call 1-540-300-6199. Yeah. So keep an open mind. But don't be an idiot. Bye. Bye.